Let's spell a song so you can sing along with one special guest star or two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone welcome back to another episode of life's but a song a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals i'm your host john and with me today's returning guest he has oh he's like a his own little film critic on instagram and letterboxd it's kevin slater everyone what's up that's me i'm kevin and i watch movies you watch movies yes yeah (laughs) uh and sometimes on this podcast we delve into the different areas of the land of musicals and today we're here to talk about sound of metal now it either came out in 2019 or 2020 i'm not sure i think it it's one of those situations where like it was a festival release so like it, like toronto yes. film, i think it was toronto film fest but like nobody saw it because it's not a mass thing right that people and and um, the people who are in it are not like the A-listers that they were right. drawing on. So, so yes, you're right. Uh, at TIFF, Toronto International Film Festival, it happened in September 6, 2019. But in 2020, it played other festivals. And then, you know, something happened. And Amazon bought it. So, <laughs> so it's out for the masses to see. Um, Everybody's dream. Amazon buys you. That's the... <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Sound of Metal screenplays by Darius Martyr and Abraham Martyr, directed by Darius Martyr, and according to IMDb, a heavy metal drummer's life is turned upside down when he begins to lose his hearing and must confront a future filled with silence. As I was telling Kevin right before we started recording. I literally just finished watching this movie. So I'm in a very pensive state right now. Um, This movie got me like really thinking about this person. I I don't know. How do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on, on this right off the bat? Right off the bat. I, so one of the first, I started my, my review page in 2020 Uh, COVID all that kind of got me in a big bummer. And I didn't really do anything for the rest of 2020 after COVID hit. Like literally anything with anything with anybody or, you know, you know how it was. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> we all I do. do. I remember, yes. <laughs> um, 2021, I got things back going. One of the first, like, things I wanted to do is, like, I've always wanted to watch all of the Oscar movies um, or the Best Picture nominees. And, uh, you know, this was nominated for Best Picture that year. Not a movie that I probably would have just like, what do I want to watch tonight? It's going to be Sound of Metal, you know? But right. because it was nominated, I was like, well, let's give it a shot. And I love this movie. Like, I watched it crying and weeping. No, not not quite. But, like, it definitely was, like, an emotional uh, yes. watch for me as someone who has played music and, like, uses my senses a lot. The whole movie is kind of about mourning the loss of of one of his senses and i'm like that's really like moving and powerful but it's what's interesting about it is that i don't know how much time actually passes in this movie i'm assuming it's got to be a couple of months to a year yeah it's definitely not a lot it's definitely not a lot of time and the time from when he like his hearing goes out almost immediately. Like it's not like a gradual like hearing loss. It's like he does a show well, for, at the beginning. For us, it's immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed like when he first had symptoms to when he was totally like almost totally deaf was like that seemed like they only did like one or two shows, and he was like done for. They're they're driving around the country in an RV, so like really not like much to go on in terms of like time frame. Um, I understand. I also understand the irony of two hearing people talking about this on an audio platform. Um, I yeah. am. I have been trying to get transcripts made. It just takes a lot of time, everyone. And I do this by myself. I do this podcast by my. I do everything on this. So I don't have a. I don't have some lowly intern 
whose <laughs> one task is to listen. So I'm trying to like get the back catalog ready and then find a place. So this is me announcing this thought first of all. Um, I I doubt it's going to be out by the be done by the time this episode comes out, but plans are in motion, everyone. So stay tuned for that. But let's get back into talking about this movie. Um, yes. Do you know any sign? Do you know how to sign? No, I don't know any sign language. One of the things, like, so I watched this when it first came out. I watched it this morning again for the second time. What a uh, great way to wake up. Yes, yes. <laughs> Super happy. Really got me going today. Uh-huh. I don't know if you had, like a, like, a thing that you wanted to talk about. But I just a quick note. I read that this was intended to be watched with subtitles mm-hmm. because that's how people who cannot hear watch movies. And I'm like, okay, let's do that. And like, I'm not one of the, like, I don't, subtitles don't bother me. Uh, I know they sometimes bother people, whatever. I, I, these days watch everything with subtitles, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. So it's yeah. always, I mean, it's always, you know, it's, it's uh, always frustrating, but you have to under, but like, you have to understand um, like when you're watching something and then all of a sudden somebody speaks a different language, they say speaks foreign language. First of all, that frust- that frustrates me because they don't say what language is it, it is. But I understand because as in this movie with subtitles, there's a moment where there isn't subtitles. And that's because you're supposed to follow our main character's journey. Yeah. Uh, sorry if I jumped, jumped the gun. No. For that's great. That's exactly what I wanted to talk about is because like, uh, I think it's, it's really interesting. It makes you kind of feel like what Ruben, the main character is feeling in that moment, because like one of those first experience, I don't know what order we want, if we want to walk through the whole movie, but like, whatever. <laughs> we yeah, jump so... around. We, we, we don't, we're, we're not like this movie. We're not filming in chronological order. <laughs> we can jump around, which is, which okay, great. I read about that. And that is fascinating did they shoot it in chronological order they sure as shit did and we're gonna put a pin in that so i did not know that okay okay um yes so there's a scene where ruben um is trying to integrate himself into this deaf community he doesn't want to be there and they're all like at a dinner table talking and he has he's just sitting there by himself kind of like staring at the table because he has no idea like what they're saying because he doesn't know sign language and the audience is kind of drawn into that. And uh, it, it really kind of helps to build this like emotional connection with Ruben. And I, and I really enjoyed that, like kind of feeling lost. And, and I know there are some movies where like it's intentional, like there's, in, there's intentionally no subtitles. And I feel like they use that really well here. I also really liked the sound design and it mm. you you mentioned you know it was nominated for best picture it did win best sound and it best did. editing uh, but yeah. that's not what we're talking about best sound because in that scene it's very fascinating how they cut between silence and hearing them slapping the table clinking dinner where and everything it's just so interesting and then later in the movie when he does get the cochlear implant to hear the tinniness mm-hmm. the the distorted and as and it's what's interesting is like this is a person who was hearing lost his hearing and now had the procedure to be able to hear again and yeah. all the doctors in this movie walked him through it being like you're not getting your hearing back you're going to you can quote unquote hear but it's not going to be the same and so that's it's really it's really fascinating as a hearing person to understand this Mm -hmm. i do have some deaf friends i do i do know some sign language which i can tell you as somebody who doesn't speak it flu uh fluently or regularly it does take me a minute to remember some sign i also stutter when i spell it's really funny (laughs) because because there's some finger spelling and for me i can see my brain and my hand not communicate for a brief second where i'm like uh uh what's the what's the 
sign. So <laughs> it to watch Rizamad. Um, is that how you say his last name? Yeah, I I think so. Rizam- it's either Ahmad or Ahmed. And, uh, who played Ruben to see yeah. him go from virtually not signing to then being fluent, I will say. Like that takes time. And obviously he's immersed himself in this world. So that's why you think it's gotta be like a year at most. Yeah. Yeah. The the time frame that he's at the 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 community is probably the foggiest for me. I you know, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. But it's he's definitely there long enough to like learn sign language and start to feel like a sense of belonging. Yeah. Um I think the part of the movie that like makes me the most emotional is is in that like mid part of the movie where he's like starting to feel like part of the community and he's like it's it's the moment and maybe this counts as one of your musical performances cuz I but it's not like this is like the anti musical but like I don't know anyway we can talk about that in a minute it's, but it's, it's about when, a musician so we can tote the yeah. line there yeah and it's when um there's like a hip hop dancer performing for the for the deaf students and one of the students is like not like engaging with it so he kind of takes him outside and like he notices the kid like drumming on the slide and so he starts drumming back to him and the kid just kind of like sprawls out and lays on the on the slide and just like just absorbs it and it's like oh and i think that's like when it starts to click for him like that he can belong in this community man that just like rips my heart out it's also it's then upsetting though when he does get the surgery yeah, because yes. I can I can see that Ruben the character feels like once he heard about it like oh I can get it fixed I can get it changed I can go back to my life because I feel like as I, it's weird like he's training he's trading one addiction for another and even though yeah. him and his partner and music partner who is olivia cook uh the character's name is lou like their their relationship isn't toxic really and it seems like they get along and they have fun and everything it's just he's he's addicted to her and the love of her and so once he got that the implant done and then is kicked out it's very much like i mean you should have just stayed here. Granted, though, right. I I think they needed the closure. Yeah. Um, well, and he sees her making music without him, and that's kind of like so he starts to feel this like connection with the deaf community, and then he sees the video of her making music and is like, "Forget this. I want to go back to my old life." That's yeah. kind of the, the driving point of of when he kind of abandons the idea that he's going to live with this and goes back to the implant idea. I also don't understand. I'm going to need your help with this. Sure. Um, so in the beginning, yes. when he finds out he's rapidly losing his hearing. Yes. He bums a cigarette and then that causes Lou to like get in touch with his AA sponsor and like starts alarms and signals. And I'm just like, it's a cigarette. It's a, I mean, if there's one moment in your life where you want to have a cigarette i feel like learning life altering news about yourself right is the time to be like <laughs> fuck it let's i mean he he's didn't go out and look for the heroin that he was addicted to but i feel like you know that's the one time where you're like fuck it let's have a drink let's have a cigarette let's shit you know like i but like do you know do you understand why that happened i don't and i you know it could be um maybe some some history there that we don't have access to that's like okay well he was only smoking when he was on heroin or maybe it's the smoking coupled with how he was talking to her like because he gets very aggressive like very quickly not like like he's gonna be physically violent towards her but is like she's like i'm worried about you and he's like she's like like sorry she's like I'm worried, I'm worried about, about, you. about you. And he's like, don't like, there's not, I'm fine. There's nothing to be worried about, but like very aggressively. <laughs> I kind of understand. I mean, 
I kind of understood his viewpoint though, because like yeah. he can't hear anymore. It's a radical change. He's a drummer, which I'm assuming is like a passion of his, considering like they are recording an album, they're doing a tour. Yeah. They are um uh they're musically inclined. And so what's interesting is that he's playing an instrument that he can feel. Yeah. Like it's it's not like he's playing I don't know, like the flute or something, you know? And he kind of makes that like point. He's like, just basically I become a click track. You play to me. And yes. And she's like, nah, you need to, you need help. Cause I, I mean, I feel like him being a deaf drummer can be a thing. It's a thing. Cause yeah. Cause who who was, was it Led Zeppelin that had the one arm drummer? Like, or no. Or was it, it was was one of those classic rock bands. Yeah. They're, I feel like playing music, like anyone can do it, really. Def Leppard. Def Leppard, thank you. You may not, if you're deaf, you may not hear if you're out of tune or not, but like there are, nowadays there are instruments that there are, I didn't mean to make that joke, but like there are devices that can help yeah. you tune your instrument. So you you just have to know how to read it. The reason why I'm focusing on the cigarette moment is because we see him smoking throughout the rest of the movie. So I'm like, yeah. wait a second, what happened? Like, <laughs> so I think, you know, if we want to get real into the symbolism here, if she recognized that as a sign that he might be spiraling towards addiction, that, or like, I don't, rem- I don't know all the proper terms. I'm trying to be sensitive here. Yeah. So but like, go off the wagon. Yeah. Like, if he's going to start, like, if she sees that as, like, a, like, he's spirally towards using heroin again, he admits to being a, a recovering heroin addict, um, then I think there's a lot of connection between his past drug addiction and his current addiction with, like, staying in his world as he knows it. Mm-hmm. And the the guy who leads Joe? Joe, yes. Joe, another, like, heart-ripping moment is joe uh i copied and pasted it because it was like such a like here we go he's he says from where i'm sitting you look and sound like an addict when he when he tells joe that he got the implants because he's asking for money to get because he sold his rv to pay for the implants and he's asking for money and so joe kind of points that out he's like i mean no yeah he totally traded one addiction for another and I mean, it was nice. It was nice to see him in France at the end. So, okay, I told you to put a pin in something. We're gonna pull yes. the pin out right here Great. because they did film it in chronological order. Riz Ahmed and Olivia Cook were separated for some time while he was filming the stuff at the de- with the deaf community and at the rehab center and everything so i was reading this on imdb right before we started recording which is so fascinating because like the awkwardness that the two of them have is actually yeah. is like real i mean obviously they're acting but like yeah. they're now just like oh you right we have a role <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're supposed a, to be together that's kind of awesome i had no idea i did not look at that earlier yeah so he so when he goes though to Paris, <laughs> somehow he finds money to get to Paris, which whatever, yeah. I'll buy it. Um sure. <laughs> he you know, they reunite, but like I feel like he needed that closure. Yeah. And then we end the movie with him taking out part of like the external part of the implant. I don't know how the cochlear implant works. Um but there is, they, I know that they put some sort of like magnetic thing, antenna or something for you, for it to transmit to your brain, uh, which by the way, also according to IMDb, um, it is covered by insurance. They mentioned in the movie that it's very expensive and not covered by most insurances, but in in the United States, all government insurance insurance and nearly all private insurance companies do cover them. So fun fact for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems like a silly thing to goof on because like you could just say, well, he doesn't have insurance because he's an independent musician who doesn't have any money. Well, so here's the, here's where it gets a little tricky. 
according to this fact, they say that hold on, let me pull it back up again. They say that as of 2004, Medicare, Medicaid, Veterans Administration, and other public health care plans, as well as Obamacare, cover some of it or cover it. So now it got me thinking, okay, maybe this is a period piece. Maybe mm-hmm. this is, we're in like, I don't, but I don't know because he also had a self that the, uh, yeah, the iPhone. So an iPhone and the Facebook and yeah. Uh, so uh, it, but the website did look very old, like their band website. Right. And like the, <laughs> the one song that is sung uh, that is written by Olivia Cook and Margaret Shardayit. I'm pronouncing that person's name wrong. And I have no idea how to, um, <laughs> could be anytime. It feels like, it feels like, yeah. cause it's just her and him and it's a guitar and drums. So it could be early two thousands. It could be late nineties. It could be 2020 or whatever, 2018 or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, but to go back, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm bouncing no, around. I have so many yeah. thoughts about this. So he needed that closure and then him, being able to finally sit and be at peace is just like a beautiful ending. Yeah. That I I love the ending because like this definitely feels like uh, a movie where they could have left an ambiguous kind of like, oh, does he find peace? Does he not find you know, the spinning top in Inception or whatever? Like the it it could have ended like that, but I'm so glad that it's like no, he finally, like, he realizes he doesn't belong, or not necessarily belong, but, like, this isn't his world anymore. He's got this new world, and he needs to make his peace in it. Yeah, and, I mean, at least he now has the ability to hear if he wants to. Yeah. But I think he needed more time than whatever time he was at the rehab center yeah they (laughs) it seems like it's a combination like rehab and i don't know it it seems like it's mostly rehab but he wasn't there to re like rehab he was just there to be with to kind of keep him out of trouble to be around other recovering addicts but at least Um, to be able to go i think it is a rehab center because he was able because when lou talks to hector this unknown person um she's like well he can't go to meetings because he can't hear or talk Uh, he can't hear so yeah is he gonna so at least they're keeping an eye on him but it's all deaf people which which is great because he needed to be immersed but i feel like he needed more time and done a little more research with the cochlear implant instead of trying to get it as a quick fix but i mean that's the point that's the whole point he wanted to get back into the life that he was used to as quickly as possible and it's like i don't know man sometimes that doesn't doesn't, like life's not like that and it's, it's so like it's it's about grief like and i think we have this like weird cultural thing where it's like you really only grieve when people die and only for a little bit and then you're fine and it's like no i mean grief looks different to everybody and like you can grieve like the loss of so many things like i know for a fact that if i lost my hearing i would grieve that loss like deeply because Mm -hmm. You know, for many of the same reasons that that Ruben is grieving that loss, like when he lashes out right before she leaves, I was like, "Yeah, this I understand. You're yeah. you're violent, and you just and you know it just needs you just need that one little thing to go wrong that you're just gonna throw it against a wall." And like, yeah, I have not been to that state of mind yet, but I can understand. You know, for sure wanting to just the need to like break something because ah, you're so angry and yeah yeah um i do have another fun fact for you great i love fun facts <laughs> so paul racy who played joe is a coda coda means a child of deaf adults yes. um 
So he does no sign and does sign interpretations for things. He also is part of a band that signs instead of sings or both question mark. I'm not sure. I don't really yeah. know. I didn't look that deep into I, it. I didn't look them up, but aren't they called like hands of doom or something like that? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> which is just awesome. Which, which was, which I found to be very uh, fascinating because like he got to, speak both of his languages which is great yeah. and as well as i mean he had to play deaf but he can obviously hear so yeah that's it, that was must have must have been really great for him to be able to show up on set and be like great i can now talk in any language to anyone yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's a that's really cool and you know to be able to to be an advocate for that community is is probably something he enjoyed a lot i don't know i don't know him so <laughs> i don't know him either but i but like i i i i really appreciated that i also appreciated that riz uh, i also read riz ahmed ahmed fuck <laughs> i'm so sorry riz i don't really know i don't know you and if you get if anyone knows him i'm so sorry um uh but i i read also that he wore like sound blockers at first but then he didn't wear them as much and he just immersed himself with the deaf cast yeah so as ruben is learning so is riz yeah i i appreciate that so like that's got to be so hard and it's like you're an actor you don't have to do that you know you could probably just have somebody coach you on what to do for that scene and just move on well so but, like, like as he also took the time to learn how to be to play the drums. Yeah. Cause and also took the time to get super jacked. Super <laughs> jacked. <laughs> but another point uh, about time is like Ruben has bleached hair and it's, I feel like it stays the same throughout. Yeah. So that's something that I'm just like, how much time is passing and are you rebleaching your hair? Good sir. They do show one scene before he goes to Paris where he rebleaches his hair. So I don't know if he was doing that in the community. It well, he it's no well. So before you mean before that because he shaves his head off before he, he gets shaves the his hair. Yeah, no, after the surgery he shaves his hair. Which oh my yeah. god, that that I was watching it. I was just like that. The vibrations must be killer. Oh yeah. Because you you just had surgery, he has the scars still like fresh, freshly yeah. stapled, and oh my god, like I don't <laughs> as as a person, I don't know how he would have done that. I feel like I would have let, I feel like I would let them heal and then yeah, shave my head. <laughs> that would have been rough. Yeah, but so have you covered? You've done this movie then as one of your Kevin watches movies. I have, yes. Uh, I gave it five out of five stars. Do you agree with yourself from then? This is your second chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I ha I haven't looked at it, but uh, I don't remember what I wrote, but I definitely would still give it a five out of five. Yeah, it's so a solid movie. I it's one of those. I, I don't know what, like, I mean, you can nitpick and be like, I don't know. But, like, for me, any movie that's able to move me, like, emotionally and, like, make me kind of reflect on my own life, like, the way that this movie did. Um, and I don't want to be, like, hyperbolic or anything, but, like, that's a five, that's five stars for me every time. Like, Coda, the movie, was, like, the same, was, like, the same way. I don't know if you've seen that, but I haven't seen it yet. And cool. I'm, I I kind of would like to do it for the podcast, but maybe we do it as like a actual video episode. I don't know. I'm still figuring yeah. out and seeing who I can get, really cool. who would want to do it. But yeah, I feel like this is, this is a story that I'm glad is told. I, I appreciated it. Um, learning more about, the deaf community and about like one person i mean this and this is not everyone's story i know that yeah like for sure like what he goes through throughout this is just him and people may be able to be like yes i felt like this in this moment and like obviously they have a a limited time yeah uh, it, it's only a two it's a two hour film which I mean, is like the average length of movies yeah. these days. So, 
you could you could only do so much <laughs> yeah for sure and like you know and he has a very specific story like he's he is a drummer so like you know sound is very much part it's part of his it's integrated in his life in a way that it's not for most people he's a professional musician um you know he's also a recovering addict which is not everybody's story so the he's got these different elements that are playing together um, but as a reflection of this person's story i think it's done in such a way that you can kind of think like you can at least put yourself in a situation that's like like i've had tinnitus before like so that ringing in your ear that's just like uh like i can't imagine you know um i i've had temporary hearing loss where i had like swimmer's ear and i literally couldn't hear like almost completely lost hearing out of one ear and that about drove me insane you know so like i think we've had uh, a lot of people have had perhaps moments of of experiencing these things uh that is enough to relate to the character or you've lost something you know, I mean, we've all lost something. I feel. I feel like also, we could take out that, like we could replace that sense with another sense. Yeah, you know, like you lose yours, like especially before vaccines and everything came about, losing your sense of smell and taste, like that. Yeah. Is, that would probably fuck you up so hard. <laughs> I I had COVID last year and I lost my sense of smell and taste and I'm like, man, I just want to taste a pizza. Like Right. Or <laughs> or like, you know, the I feel like we have seen I, I can't think of a movie or a TV show that comes to mind, but I I know I have seen uh somewhere the loss of a limb. Mm. Like you, people have described like they still can feel. Yeah but it's not there. So this story is, is, I guess, kind of universal in, in that respect where it's like, yeah. it's the loss of something, yeah. your sight, your, your, you lost your foot, you lost, I don't know, something, but it's not like the loss of a person. Yeah. So I feel like to what you were saying before, this is like just a different side of grieving, a grieving of yourself really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, a good, that's a good phrasing yeah yeah we got there. <laughs> i'm sorry i i mean this is such a a heavy heavy movie and i, I honestly i didn't at, at points i just stopped taking notes and writing questions down because i was just like i'm enjoying this this is great i for a while there i didn't have flats and then some things happened and i was like oh no we're gonna we we gotta talk about this um <laughs> But was there anything you want to talk about before we get into sharp and flat? Um, let me take a gander at my notes here. Oh, you wrote uh, notes. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm a note. I'm a note. So, so this was my first time watching it. So I guess you could probably understand, you know, the first time watching it. At some point during his time in the deaf community, I just got so immersed into the story, into the viewing of it, that I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, right. I'm recording an episode on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that that middle section where he's just like building like his confidence and these relationships, and then it all comes crashing down is like that's it's it's such a like nice like we're gonna stack this up and then like gonna build this little sandcastle and then the little kid's gonna come over and just kick it all down and and you ah. Uh, I know we talked about this already, but like when Joe says that line about like you look and sound like an addict to me, it's just like, man. And he like, you could just kind of like, he's kid he start to like be relaxed and like whatever, but you see him kind of like tense up and he's like, okay, all right, that's cool. Whatever. I'm cool. You know? And it's just like, he starts to like kind of go back yeah. in his shell and it's like, Oh yeah. Cause God. this, this movie also shows like a different side of toxic masculinity. I want to say. Mm-hmm. It's more like putting on the brave face and not allowed to really express your emotions kind of toxic masculinity rather than other forms that we've seen in other media. Um, Yeah, yeah. Like not not like an aggression towards other people, but just like I'm not allowed to feel emotions sort of thing. Other than like four basic emotions and anger is like the is the primary one. (laughs) Because Ruben, they don't say how old Ruben's supposed to be. I'm going to assume 30s yeah like like early 30s or whatever because i mean that's or well i guess i guess he's 40 now so he probably would have been in his mid to late 30s 
Well, no, I I meant the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not the actor. I'm assume I'm assuming he's like obviously he's lived a life. Yeah. Um. I'm. I would say maybe between like twenty eight to thirty six. I know that's an eight year yeah. gap, but like no, yeah, yeah, enough somewhere around enough there. to like be your own person, but still like still learn. I'm I just turned thirty five and I still feel like I'm learning things about the world. The day the day you stop learning is the day you die. Let's mm. be real here. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm keeping that in. We're getting very deep and meta. It's so philosophical. <laughs> uh, what what uh, have you located your notes? In yes. The- the last like my last note is how um and i think this goes into the edit like the video editing the sound editing where like uh the scene will kind of flip this the traditional like let's start with an establishing shot and instead starts usually with like ruben doing something like a close-up like whatever and you can't like it's got the muffled noise or the like the white noise or whatever and then it like at the end of the scene it pulls out and you hear like birds chirping and like uh you know cars going by and things like that so it's kind of like he's focused he's in this he can't hear anything and then it pulls out it's like all the stuff is still going on around it and it's like there's all of these like ambient noises that like i feel like we take like hearing people take for granted like birds chirping and you know Mm -hmm. whatever there's like a the subtitle bell chiming yeah 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 yeah. like stuff like that that's just so like just like ambient noise but like now it's gone for him you know yes i can actually tie this to a musical by the way i just realized that so there is a company in california called deaf west they put on musicals uh where the cast is either majority or half deaf the other half is hearing um they came to broadway a few years ago with a, the revival of spring awakening and it was just so mind-blowing to see that production because in certain scenes much like in this movie um they i they relied on one language and then they used subtitles for the other ha- the other part of the audience who doesn't know that language mm-hmm. so like uh, as an example, there's a there's one scene in a classroom where the teacher refu- who basically refuses to sign, and so he's talking, and you just see like projected on on one of the walls, you know, the dot what he's saying, or like they'll they'll use cue cards during songs. Um, as, it was very it was very well done and like i did think of it during watching this movie and i was like wow that is very fascinating to learn to like that communication is still a thing a lot of people struggle with and um like like we said there's that one scene where he's at the dinner table before when he just joined the the rehab center and he doesn't know what they're saying and then later, when he learns sign language, they use subtitles uh, for uh, for hearing people to understand what is being said. Yeah, I I, I love it. I love yeah. I love this. I love this. That's great. <laughs> it's it's yeah. It's it's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's sorry that's, to like basically take over this whole. Episode. No, no, no. Yeah, you're great. This is this is great. Uh, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you, but I'm glad you picked this movie because, I mean, sometimes not all musicals need to, like this. This is it's this it's is about a, music. It's not necessarily a musical per se, but it's like about music. About music, love. yeah, and like the scene where he has to sell his equipment. Uh, that that was like a interest. That was a very real moment too yeah yeah how many because, creative people have been in that same exact spot where it's like oh my god probably like, so many especially yeah. during the pandemic and everything like yeah but sell my gear to pay for rent you know like but then like seeing him especially with <laughs> there's there's the character the man um <laughs> who buys his rv um he's like give me eight weeks to buy it back and i'm like that's a real feeling yeah like 
that is a very real moment being like, no, 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 this is fine. I'm going to buy it back. But it's, yeah. but it, it's also feel like another sign of addiction. Yeah. Like he's basically pawning his RV to pay for his addiction. Like in this case, he happens to be addicted to hearing. And, it, and it's like, is it so much hearing as it is like not wanting his life to change? Like, I don't know. I'm sure we can get into the weeds on that. But. And then, and then also like, does he really love Lou or is it just that he just so happened to be sober when he started dating her so now he's associating her with soberness yeah subconsciously and they kind of seem to have like a bit of a codependency because like they show her when she's getting out of bed in one of the opening scenes like she's got cut marks all over her wrist and then she basically threatens to hurt herself if if he doesn't you like go through with this stuff so um, there, there's a moment at the very beginning of the movie um, after they what, like when they're going to like the next venue and like right before he loses his hearing that they're it's like a weird it, it's like a montage in a way where they're driving yeah. and like you hear other music and they're singing other music and it's not just metal like, or, metal. <laughs> like yeah <laughs> yeah and I was like I really appreciate this because yeah. like it just shows you that even if you're in a specific genre band, you don't always listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was cool. uh, all right. Let's get into Sharp and Flat, shall we? Let's do it. Sharp Flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. What would you like to start with, Kevin? Uh, Let's start with the flats because I feel like that'll take zero time. Great. So, okay. Mine are very nitpicky. um, But they are very important. So, my first flat, and I wrote this, so, okay, context for this, my first flat. It's when he comes back and talks to Joe after getting the implant. Right? Um, In that that scene, Mm -hmm. they are not focusing, I'm flatting that they don't focus on the ASL. In the in a movie all about learning how to communicate or learning new forms of communication and everything, I feel like we should have been able to see them sign as well. Yeah. And not just rely on hearing and subtitles. Yeah. You know? And that's just me because I was like, well, you've done all the care this whole hour and something minutes that I'm into this two hour long movie to show sound and language and things like that and then this one scene you're only focusing on a specific like image of them and you're not showing their hands like come on guys um and then my my i only really have two flats and my second flat is for the music during the end credits i kind of wish it was silent personally yeah that would have been cool i agree with you there i i i I think you're right. I think it should have been silent. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it started silent, and then all of a sudden, music started playing. I went, "No, yeah. no, 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 no yeah. movie! How dare you?" <laughs> and and if you if it remains silent, if you're still if you're one of the people who sits through the credits, which I typically I would say is probably seventy five percent of the time I do. Just you know, Bob, who's on uh, who's grip number three. I see you out there working. Uh, Oh, Bob. <laughs> Good job, Bob. Doing great. It, you kind of sit there and you kind of think, you process, and it would have been good. It would have been good to process in silence. Mm-hmm. Maybe, nope, in silence, in yeah. utter silence. Uh, what about you? What are your flats? If oh, you boy. have any, oh, it's so tough to think of flats, and I had all day to think about it. I had you asked me to do this like three weeks ago. I could have. I did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like without getting too nitpicky. I I don't think I have any like genuine complaints about this movie, and that's and okay. I, it, that doesn't mean it's perfect. It's not perfect. Uh, the sound and editing are perfect, and um, I I think if there's anything I would have liked to see more between Ruben and Lou. Um, although I do think their little bus ride or whatever is very meaningful and impactful. Um, they kind of go from like dancing on their RV to like screaming at each other in like 
Yeah, and then her leaving. Scenes, and then her leaving, and she's gone for 75% of the movie. So I would have liked to see more of their relationship. But, I mean, yeah, limited time. You know, where do you, where do you even fit that in? And it doesn't have – I mean, he sneaks onto Joe's computer a lot to – um, you know, look at her emails and everything. And I kind of wish it was like she she sent him letters or something. Like we didn't have to see her and him. Yeah. I just wish it, like, you know, he got letters or something. Go right. So old school. Right. And I don't know, like, you know, having never been to rehab, I don't know what the rules are. I don't know if you're allowed to send I know yeah. you're like you're not allowed to have your phone and like no internet, whatever. Um <clears throat> it's probably Uh, we should probably just not get on the internet anyway but (laughs) but the fact that he's able to also break into the computer i was like are you also a hacker what's going on sir (laughs) joe probably just leaves it unlocked he's definitely a boomer well he's also very trusting yeah he is i mean i feel like just because he's he's there to like welcome ruben into this world that he's not been part of and like the kindred spirit of like, you just lost your hearing. I lost my hearing in an accident as well. So like, yeah, I'm here. I'm your, I'm your sponsor to being deaf. Yeah. I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sharps. I sharp the sound design. I, I'm assuming mm. you did too. Oh yeah. It's and so then, good. And then and they hit you with it right away. Sorry. I don't want to cut you off, but like the oh. quick cuts of like the, the blender and it's like, you know just like there's just all these like back to back to back little like which i think is supposed to like hey notice these sounds notice these sounds and they're gone and then they're not because it's not his point of view that we're dealing with it's we're we're looking at the room at large yeah or like okay especially when he went to the first doctor mm-hmm. that was very fascinating it was like can you hear me can you hear me can you hear me yeah um, and when and when he's trying to set up the appointment, when he's talking to the pharmacist or whatever, and like he's like a doctor can see you right now, and he's like, uh, I can't hear you. Like you know, he's like getting angry at the guy. It's like, dude, you know, everybody's doing their best here. Like, <laughs> uh, and then actually, this is a good segue into my. I only really have two sharps as well. My second sharp is for Riz Ahmed. Oh my gosh, I, I don't think i know him as well as i should as like his filmography yeah i was looking through and i'm like i'm like what has like what else has he been in he's been i've seen nightcrawler okay i i've seen ah yes so i because i was like he was in some superhero movie he was in venom i've i've seen that i've seen the oa which i don't remember him in and I feel like I saw something else that he was in. He's in Rogue One. I don't know if you saw that. That. But like, there's so many people in that movie that I can't tell you who Bodie Rook is. In <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, I have seen. I have seen some of his other stuff, but isn't he also a comedian? He's a rapper. He's a rapper. I'm seeing Riz MC, so I'm like, what is this? Yeah. So that's really interesting. The guy that he's a rapper playing a heavy metal drummer. Yeah. Uh, he's he's so good. I hope he like is in so much more stuff. <laughs> oh, he's gonna play Hamlet. In he's a... gonna. Yeah, I just saw that. So and he has a he has uh, another movie that's that came out this year called fingernails Hmm. he seems busy he seems busy so get it uh okay what about you kevin what are your sharps yeah so uh i love i think i i mentioned this as my last point earlier but like i love the way the juxtaposition of big word there that's a big film school word for you oh i love this i love this i love i love big words the just ju- the juxtaposition of uh Ruben's deafness and like the outside ambient um world and and like you know broadly the sound design of course but that specific element like it's so cool to like be like brought into his world and then taken back out as it's like you're you are 
like with him and now you're you're just observing you're an outside observer and now you're with mm-hmm. him and now you're an outside observer just like yeah. this fly on the wall back and forth uh, i really 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 love that um i, I want to love... add a sharp i'm okay. sorry i go, just want to add a, i just i just had a thought let my mind wander a little bit and think <laughs> and marinate more on this movie i want to add a sharp the relationship between ruben and that kid Mm. who is basically like another sponsor into the deaf world mm-hmm. i mean it it's a little tropey but i feel like it, it was a little more honest than some other movies would have done the adult to um child friendship yeah yeah you know? this and- this one it felt like oh i can see myself in this kid we're gonna hang out by a slide let's drum cool yeah. I'm in this role now. Yeah. And then he gets to like do his little drum class with the, with the kids uh, for their, I'm guessing parents or whatever. So like, that was really cool. A cool moment no, for them. No idea. According to the IMDb trivia, apparently that was not scripted, but I doubt oh. that. Cause to get those gallon tubs. <laughs> yeah. Where were those? They just had, they didn't, you had to source them. Yeah. That that many. I mean, yeah. I feel like if they had three on set, that would make sense. But to have it like, it must have been what, like 12, 15 yeah. kids and the other teacher and Riz, you had to source some of those. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yep. Yep. A lot of pickles were eaten. <laughs> what? They're pickle tubs. Pickles come in they, those big, big ass. They were pickle tubs? Well, that's that's how I know them as like, pickle oh, okay. Tubs, you know. I just think of like the the loads like five gallon buckets that you just throw crap in and uh you went the easy <laughs> way I went for the joke <laughs> I appreciate it thank you thank you I just you try, know. trying to try to put some levity in this episode for for yeah. God's sake <laughs> <laughs> I could have done the whole thing as Macho Man with that <laughs> since this is a podcast uh gentle listener you cannot see but i have a macho man shirt on i was macho man for halloween and i popped yes, on this call we are recording it. this obviously in advance um but oh yeah yes. I, I i guess i didn't ask if you were like do you not want people to, do you not want people to know these are recorded no it's fine it's fun to, to <laughs> like get i feel like I feel like people would like to see behind the curtain, even though nobody ever said, let's see behind the curtain. So <laughs> I'm a, I'm a behind the curtain guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any other sharps? I, you know, I could probably, we're, we're running short on time here. Uh, so I, don't wanna... we, I feel like we're, yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good on time. Okay. All right. Um, I, I, there's a lot of subtle things like, like lose cut marks on her, on her, on her arm like i mean they do kind of address it so maybe it's not that subtle but like early on the film it's like oh what do we got here and then you know like uh the the tinnitus noise when he first loses his hearing is like there's just all these little like building things like the table like it, it just i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say it all built like the build is perfect it takes you on a little journey and like you know, it's all about finding peace, and he's not very good at it until he, you know, until the very until, until the very end when he finally lets go of her, and he's like, "Yeah." Oh. He wakes up in the strange room in a different country, surrounded by musical instruments and band posters, and he's like, mm, "I can't." Well, yeah, yeah, like just goes for a little stroll, and. I guess the ambiguous ending is, does he go back to Lou? I don't think so. I think think he does. I think with him, I think he may have left a note on her pillow um, because he had his bag with him and he is out. He's out ski. And I don't think there's any like animosity there. I think it's just like, no, because even she was acting weird. Yeah. Um, I think they just drifted apart in their, in their time apart. And, you know, she's still in the world that he, isn't it anymore well is she it feel like potentially she's in a different sect of the world yeah or maybe she found therapy as well and is getting better about yeah. things because like the- that moment that scene with 
Ruben and the debt and her dad, where he's like, yeah. where the dad was like, I blamed you, uh, but really I should blame her mother. Like we got a we got a fuck ton of her backstory. Yeah, a little late exposition in the game. dump. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, we That's have a flat expo- end of the movie exposition dump. But I feel like it was needed too because we're only following him, and yeah. so we needed to understand. But I was expecting for her to be like, oh, I started dating somebody else. Oh, yeah. uh, did you not get my last email? I've moved on and stopped performing. I've yeah. Like I was waiting for some more devastating news than what happened. Yeah. So, but that's just me looking for the looking for the pessimistic side <laughs> of everything. Um. Oh. So I usually I usually ask would we add any of the songs to your life's playlist, but really, there's only two in the movie that I can think of. Yeah. Uh. So which one is purify? And the other one is Sedamore Me Too, which is performed by the two of them. And like, really, that one is performed for us to kind of like follow Ruben and realize that he may have jumped the gun. He may have fucked with his body more than he could have. So I personally would not listen to any of these songs yeah no you know yeah um i did listen to the song that was written as like the original song or whatever and it sounds cool because they do like a trippy vocoder type thing but like uh probably still wouldn't add that one either (laughs) yeah purify is just not not my my style yeah um you know i i can listen to some some heavy music sometimes but uh it also got me going like Olivia Cook co-wrote this. What did she write? That's like three words. <laughs> Sorry, four. <laughs> Forgot the yeah. title of the song is said in the song. Yes. Um, so yeah, probably not adding any of these songs to my playlist. That's fine. That's not what this movie is for. This movie is no. this movie is for you to reflect on life. This movie makes me appreciate my playlist all the more. Ah, and on that note, Kevin, we're done with the episode. We did it. (laughs) What do you have to plug or promote? Yeah. So last time I was on here, I was like, oh, I might have my website done by the time that this comes out. This time, my website is done. Yay! My crowd goes wild. KevinWatchesMovies.com. All of my reviews are on there. I've tried to make it as searchable as possible. So if you're like, what does Kevin think of uh, this actor? You could just type in their name and see if any of my reviews have that person in them. Oh. Um, yeah. It's fancy. It's fancy. Do you also, so do you have your first review of Sound of Metal? I that? do. Yeah. If you go to kevinwatchesmovies.com slash movies slash sound dash of dash metal. You can find the review there. <laughs> but you're still doing the Instagram. Still on Instagram at Kevin Watches Movies on Instagram. Um, uh, you know, I post like little like shorter it's it's like a shorter version of the 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 um the Spark Notes version for those of yeah. us who know what Spark Notes are. Yes. <laughs> I remember Spark Notes. Yeah, we're we're of a certain age, everyone. Uh, <laughs> uh and if you I don't I don't know. I usually ask dumb questions around this of something that we brought up, but like if you have more, if you have more information about um, class. Oh, how about this? If you have more information about classes for ASL for hearing people to, cause I, I would love to learn more. Um, I just need to find like the right time and the right, and the right price. Cause there's, mm. nothing's free um or if you have an app or a website or something else that you could recommend for people who want to learn asl let me know i'll and i'll post it everywhere uh you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com also on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok at buttersongpod yeah uh i have nothing else no other question to ask because that's really it and then if you want to be part of next episode's conversation well we're going to be talking about south park bigger longer and uncut the movie
<laughs> That'll be fun. Have you done that one yet on your review? I have not. No, no. Oh, you should. <laughs> I should. You've, se- you've seen it before, yes? I haven't, actually. Oh, you should. <laughs> oh, Kevin. I'll check it out. I'll check okay. it out. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for introducing me to this movie. I am really grateful to have watched it. And I, I want Riz to like blow up more than he has. Just be in everything. Just be in everything. Yeah, we get it. You got some of that Marvel, not MCU, Marvel money. Um, but get more stuff. Get more money. Uh, and everyone, and thank you for listening, Kevin. Thank you so much for coming back on. And thanks bye. for having me. I'm, you know, I'm so I, I don't, you know, I won't disrupt your outro here, but uh, whatever. I'm surprised you had me back on after the uh, Blues Brothers 2000 episode. So I'm, that was I'm me to torturing you. <laughs> so, I mean, you still this this isn't you getting payback. You're more than welcome to come back on and get payback for that one. Fantastic. <laughs> and everyone. Bye for now. See ya. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.